once again to Coffee and the Cosmos. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. I think I forgot to say it's a giveaway. But anyway, um, we're going to further our Cosmos Thinking uh, podcast with Chris Carter. Um, God almighty, what is going on in my brain? Kevin Couch and Daniel Jedediah Cook. And of course, yours truly, Craig Wells. Um, but I just, if you listen to the last one, you need to listen to the last two. Um, we're talking about some experiences. And like I said in the first one, my first cosmic experience provoked by me in Holy Spirit, in Yeshua, was uh, today, actually in the service, uh, a few days from when you hear, heard this. But before that, I went to the cosmos many times, but always uh, introduced and really but done by Holy Ghost. I mean, the Holy Spirit would just catch me and get me going into it. And so um, they're in my office so they can see clearly what I'm talking about. Uh, Mr. Fred Rupert from my church, one of the elders in my church, um, him and Barbara, the beautiful, wonderful couple, couple that God sent me. Um, for my 19th anniversary of the church, which was two years ago, um, built this door for me. And it really just meant like a significant door of stepping into a new age uh, that they were prophesying, decreeing, and declaring uh, over our house. Well, Yahweh told me after to uh, bring the door to my office and set it up, and it would be an uh, open portal. And so it's basically like Mr. Fred, and actually one of my spiritual sons, Christopher Glenn, helped him uh, build this, was really was as if they were building a utensil of heaven, a, a holy connection, you know, it's just it's it's alive. That's all I can tell you. And so I've been through this door, and it just looks like a basic door, other than that door is like a hundred years old. And um, and then he built me this seat that has my name, my spiritual name, Sagima Bay, on it. That I would go and sit before Yahweh. And so I'm sitting before Yahweh, and this one means a lot to me because it was so precious. I'm before the throne, and I see the ball of incense. And I'm seeing uh, Yahweh breathe in the ball of incense. And we know in the scriptures that shows that that's the prayer of the saints. So he's breathing it in, but all of a sudden he begins to show me as it's being breathed into his nostrils, okay, that it was all of a sudden he was recognizing and he took me to a place of remembrance. And I don't want to get, I apologize, I don't want to get too emotional because it was so overwhelming at the time. And we're going to talk about this a little bit because religion can, can mess you up. Yeah, it can. And, uh, you know, when he broke out, basically my bowl of remembrance, because it looked like the same bowl that he was breathing in with the light, all he was speaking of was every good thing that he said I did, things I didn't even realize, things I did years ago for people, ministry, people got saved, or whatever it was, feeding the poor, a million things, honoring my mom or whatever. It just kept coming up before him. And it was such a sweet smelling savor before his nostrils. And his spirit was pouring all over me so much. And he was like, this is how I see you, son. This is how I inhale you. Well, um, it was yesterday at a conference that uh, Gustav LaRue, which just so happened, was not able to be at this meeting tonight. Um, though he was in the whole conference, incredible man, God, great friend of mine. And um, Yahweh asked me to ask him to lead a soaking for us. And so when, I, when he was leading the soaking, I was sitting on the front row. And as I was sitting in the front row, I began to weep because Yahweh took me back to that moment. And this is something that hasn't happened to me too many times either, going back into the vision. 
Uh, but he's the one that took me. I didn't know how to go back there on my own or I was not able up until today to learn how to do that. Um, but he took me to it and Yahweh was in front of me and it was so crazy because he was inhaling me through his nostrils. And I was like dissolving into cells, like air, oxygen. And then he would breathe me out as a hay out of his mouth and I would come out a full sun. And then he inhaled me again and I came out. And each time I came out, I took on more and more of the colors of the seven oh. spirits of Yahweh that was inside of me. And by the last time that he breathed me in his nostrils and came out, the seven spirits of Yahweh was not just in me, but they were flowing around me like this just phenomenal. I just kept weeping like a little baby on the front row yesterday while this experience was happening because it was so precious. And, you know, that's, that's just an experience I wanted to mention. This stuff is real. It's not just for us because we're ministers. It's for whosoever is willing to believe. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about the fear, not unbelief that would try to keep you from doing what we do. Who would like to start on that? Daniel. Okay. Thank you, sir. Nice job. I loved how you just picked him. <laughs> Daniel will start today. Right? <laughs> he was well, voluntold. It's for being, it's he for was voluntold. It's for initiating the hot seat. Yeah. There, yeah. Oh, okay. The paybacks. <laughs> Transferred. How this how this conversation digresses so quickly. I think I'll, we're talking about you. religion. I love you. I'll jump in after you. Okay. okay. There you go. No, well, it, I think it's I think it's great because the truth is is that that all of us deal with the religious aspect. I remember when Yahweh took me to the place one day, and he looked at me and he says, "I want you to forget everything that anybody has ever told you about me." everything mm -hmm. and I want you to to lay aside the things that you taught in church and your mom and daddy taught you I want to be the one who teaches you I want to be the one who shows you this and and there's but there's a process but I, I love it because uh, I, and I'm gonna steal your, your your term from earlier Chris and I were talking earlier about this this place between being and becoming mm -hmm. and and how they work together and it gave voice to some things that I've been speaking about for quite some time and, and the truth is, is that, that I can be, and yet at the same time become something. And so the process for me has been a lot of, of just realizing not only that, the, that Yahweh loves me, because I think a lot of these things are, are, can be really boiled down to a couple of key words. And one of those things is the love of Yahweh. The next one would be faith itself. And of course we, you know, if you ask if you ask anybody about the definition of faith, sometimes you can get different answers based on experiences and so on. But to me, it came the 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 realization and the fullness began began to come, and a greater understanding about how to overcome this religious aspect came when Yahweh began to reveal to me more about trust than anything, and my trust in Him. I can have faith in anything. I can have faith that when I sit down in a chair that it's going to hold me. But if I don't turn my backside around and sit down in that chair, mm -hmm. I can't trust. That chair can be, I can be, but I have to do something about it. I have to become something and literally sit down in that chair and become that. And so the truth is, is that when we look through our lives, we can see those places where Yahweh has has has. has carried us along and said, this is who I really am. This is, this is my love for you. And we can, if we stop long enough to think and, and see what Yahweh has done, we can go back and recount and think about the, uh, the places where Yahweh said, okay, this is, this is me. Live from that place and trust him. Because if you trusted him then, how much more so now?
Want me to jump in? Sure. I, um, you know, we mentioned in our conference this weekend, our, our just today actually, I shared my, my own personal definition for the religious spirit, which is when you're more afraid of getting it wrong than you are excited about getting it right. And if I'm doing a conference and I'm, and I'm teaching people the real basics of this is how to open the eyes of your heart and be in the heavens, for the most part, everybody's good. There's always a few, maybe sometimes there's one, and they are convinced this is not going to work for them. Just convinced. And it, despite the fact that, you know, after 11 years on multiple different continents, six or seven different nationalities of people, every denominational kind of preference imaginable, every walk of life imaginable, I've never met anyone that can't open the eyes of their heart and see in the Spirit and do what John was doing in Revelation. Come I'm on. on the island of Patmos, but I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. I've never met a person who can't do it. Because it's not a gift. It's not a spiritual gift, or Paul would have put it in the list of gifts. You yeah. know, and he doesn't. That's, That's, right. That's an important point, right? He just tells everybody, you know, I, you know, fix your eyes, not on what you can see, but on what you can't see. Story for another day, though. So in, the, in a crowd of people, the folks that struggle, I realize they struggle because they can't. They feel there's they shouldn't trust themselves. It's a fear of how much wrong I can do. Mm. It's a fear of how bad, how much bad stuff will come out of me if I allow this to become an, an, an internal experience. So what do I do? Well, I trick them naturally because that's the holy thing to do is trick people. That's a joke. People who are listening to this <laughs> podcast, I'm not I'm not advocating this, but I do semantically rework it for them and we're going to do an activation like you said in just a little bit here yeah. in a few days of this podcast we will but uh you know the the point that i would i would get at with folks is i'm just trying to get them to trust god and to realize god is better than they are bad he's more good than you can be come bad on. come on come on and so if you You're can believe god to be that good then why don't you put your faith in in those hands and why don't you see what the eyes of your heart can show you? I've never advocated just whatever you see using the eyes of your heart must be right. I've never advocated that. You always test the fruit. You always go back and test the fruit. And the fruit better be good. If it's not love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and a spirit of self-control or self-discipline, you're probably not doing it right. We should kind of go back and let's figure it out, you know? But if the fruit's good, keep going. The point here being the fear in the, in the religion. The folks that have the biggest struggles are the ones that have the, the biggest concern that there's no way they could be regenerated to that level. Yeah. It's just they struggle with how thorough a regeneration has occurred inside of them. So I have to semantically trick them into using their will and purposefully opening the eyes of their heart by the time we're done, they're like, I can't believe that just worked. And I was like, yeah, because for 10 minutes, you just let go of that fear of getting it wrong. And you replaced it with an excitement that's of good. getting it right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all good. you did, you know, and, and that's a trust. I think all that is, is yeah. trusting God. You're believing Amen. the Holy Spirit is bigger than your intellect, is bigger than your will, is bigger than your mess ups. It's a belief that God's bigger than all of that. Yes, uh, anyway, just... My experience with the fears yeah, and the religion. I want to jump in just for a second. Yes, sir. Though I, I want to go to Kevin if I can, but I just, when you said that about regeneration, you know, I, I think that's one of the biggest things that people don't realize. When we're born again, we are regenerated. Yeah. And, and then that's a constant work throughout your life, I agree, but it's also in the spirit realm a perfected work at the moment of conception. 
you don't get regenerated to half saved or almost saved or whatever. The right of the blood covenant of Yeshua that's on you at the moment of regeneration is an eternal right that sits before the eternal God in the eternal places that if you would follow what we're telling you, you get to go see it yourself yeah. and get to go see the writings of it. Yeah. But religion, which is bound by fear, not unbelief, will try to keep you out of this, of going places you've never been and try to act like this is taboo or this is guru or they're just sparking something in the natural realm. I don't want to spark anything in the natural realm. I don't deal with devils and maybe we'll talk about that, maybe we won't. I really don't give a flip. Because where I live, Yeshua lives, and he is greater than anything that could try to come into my imagination. And I think, um, I don't know if it was Chris that said it yesterday or Gustav said it yesterday, um, that if you go in and something feels wrong and don't line up with one of those things, back out. Then just come back. Yeah. Just, I mean, how hard is that? That's just you being know? a good human. Right. It's just don't just take wisdom. it. Right. Yeah. Just be a good person. Exactly. Yeah, just, if it's not right, then don't do it. Right. Yeah. You know, and so, um, and just engage. I'll be honest with you. You might want to engage over yourself a little bit to align yourself, to align your mind with the mind of Christ. Because we're stepping in this by the spirit. We're not trying to step into this out of the natural thinking of the natural man. Uh, did you want to share on this, please? I just, I, I love what's being said here, but I think it's important to understand that with trust comes action. Oh, agreed. Because I can trust something, but until yeah. I act upon it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay? It's as if, um, you know, go ahead and walk on that thing. It's not going to break. If I trust that it won't break, it's going to take my action to understand That's right. that I've got to move to that thing and put it there. Then when I do act upon the trust, meaning that it's building my faith now. So that now my faith is stronger because I trusted and I acted upon what I trusted. Right. Well. See, I was I was in a religious system for many years. And religion will always conform you to their way of thinking and you get outside of that and it's unsafe for them. So really what they're trying to do is they're trying to pull you into, no wait a minute, that's, we can't wrap our mind around that, therefore you shouldn't either. That's right. So and trusting right. means I've got to break out of the shell that I've put myself into by acting upon that thing that Yahweh is telling me, go ahead and move on this. Yes, sir. Do this. What I'm yes, saying sir. is activation is huge in building the trust. Yes, sir. Yes, we trust, but we have action follows the trust. Yes, sir. You know what, Lord, I trust you, therefore I'm going to go. Right. I'm going to do that. Clarissa and I have gone to other countries with no money, no way of getting there. But we trusted because we knew he said, you're going. Guess what? It always showed up. Wow. That is so awesome. Every time. Yeah. So we've been tested in the way of trusting, but it takes action, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to reverberate why we closed this one off is what Chris Carter said. And going back to really what Kevin said and all y'all said, honest trusting, this really isn't about trusting Yahweh. This is about trusting yourself. There's a lack of people trusting the consciousness of their own selves. That will, it's too long to talk about on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're just going to have to listen to my podcast or one of these guys' podcasts about believing in yourself and who you are, the righteousness of God, and what you came out of and what you were healed out of to realize that you are the very substance of Elohim himself. 
and you can trust and govern yourself, A, by the blood covenant of Yeshua that you dwell in, and by the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you, which is the spirit of truth. That once you get past your soulish realm, because your soulish realm will keep you bogged down into the fear, the doubt, the unbelief, and condemnation. Well, listen for the next two days. We're going to do a little more teaching tomorrow, and then on Friday, we're going to go into an activation with Chris Carter. It is going to be incredible. Well, once again, you know what I'm going to tell you. I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. You are so beautiful. Shalom.